0: to The Babble Room, the podcast where we babble on about things that fascinate us and hopefully fascinate you too. Hi everyone! Welcome back to The Babble Room. My name is Megan and I'm joined with MED.
1: Hello guys!
0: How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing amazing! We're um, approaching Christmas. So yes. I've been decorating and prepping for, prepping for Christmas.
0: That's exciting. I have all my yep. decorations up. I've started my Hallmark movie marathons. Oh yeah. And it's just favorite time of the year.
1: Oh, that's so fun! Yep.
0: So today, on our last episode of the season,
1: Mm-mm. we will
0: be talking about Christmas. <gasps> Christmas, which is so exciting because I freaking love Christmas.
1: Oh, she does. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I do. I do. So I'm one of those people. I don't believe you should put up your Christmas tree on the first of November because that's too early. No. However, (laughs) November 15th is a very good date for me. That's usually when I What? Yes, you gotta... So early? Yes, but you gotta enjoy the Christmas season for as long as you can.
1: Okay, well, I guess you have a fake Christmas tree, right?
0: Yeah, I do have a fake Christmas tree. I've had it for a few years now. Um, It was so much... It's just so much easier. Like, obviously, I do miss having a real Christmas tree, but it's just... I have cats, and the cats...
1: Right. just
0: They really like attacking our Christmas tree, so we're trying oh, to make definitely. it as durable as possible.
1: That makes sense. Yes. Okay. I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, see, I, I'm more the type of person that doesn't put a Christmas tree. So That is sacrilegious. <laughs> sacrilegious. Well, see, I'm going to put one this year because you're coming over, so.
0: There you go. Because we're allowed now.
1: I'm mostly putting it for you <laughs> because okay, I know I'll how much you love it.
0: Yes. It's Christmas. It's the best time of the year. But All right. <laughs> speaking about Christmas, what comes to mind when you think about Christmas? Like what traditions, what, like, what is Christmas to you?
1: Um, okay, so obviously the Christmas tree is mm-hmm. one of the traditions. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus, mm-hmm. you know. Um, everything related to, um, the birth of Jesus. Yes. And, um, what else? What else? Um, tradition-wise, the the pickle in the tree?
0: Yeah, that's a German tradition. Germans put okay. pickles in their tree. And I didn't know that for the longest time, but I have this little pickle ornament that I picked up at, of all places, Canadian Tire. By the way, <laughs> Canadian Tire is amazing for Christmas decorations. FYI. Yes. It's not sponsored, but... Canadian Tire, if you listen to this by any chance, please.
1: If you're a real Canadian, you know. (laughs) You know know (laughs) Canadian
0: Tire. But, yeah, so I picked up this this little pickle ornament years ago because Mm -hmm. I don't know, I just love pickles. And yeah, it's a German tradition to put a pickle in your tree.
1: Yes, so that I know. And um, what else? I don't know if it's much of a tradition, but the Christmas, like going to a Christmas market I don't yeah. know. it's a tradition for me, so I don't mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah, so you have Christmas markets, you have um you do Christmas lights, there's also the tradition of gift giving, which is very, very popular yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah so that pretty much encompasses what we celebrate for Christmas. Obviously, I love that through all of that, you did not mention religion at some point, because it's true. At this point, Christmas is not related to religion at all. It's a commercial holiday. I said,
1: like, the birth of Jesus. That that means, like, you know, the whole, like, celebrating going to the church Mm -hmm. on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: And all that. I mean, yeah. So we'll touch on a few of those topics today. So we're going to talk about three different things. We'll be busting two Christmas myths, and then talking a bit about a Christmas origin story. So are you ready to dive in?
1: Absolutely, I'm excited for those Christmas stingies!
0: (laughs) I just want to start busting out in Christmas music, but uh, royalties, so we will not be singing. Yeah, Mm -hmm. right, right. The first thing we're going to talk about is the origin of the Christmas tree. We've talked about this, um, and we can both agree that Christmas trees, whether they're real or artificial, are synonymous with Christmas. Yeah. But Why? The history of Christmas trees goes back to the symbolic use of evergreens in ancient Egypt and Rome. Okay. Long before the advent of Christianity, plants and trees that remain green all year had a special meaning for people in the winter. Oh. Just as people today decorate their homes during the festive season with pine, spruce, and fir trees, ancient peoples hung evergreen boughs over their doors and windows. It was believed, and you'll like this, (laughs) that evergreens would keep away witches, ghosts, evil spirits, and
1: illness. Ooh, I like that. So Mm -hmm. mostly, like, protection symbol, right?
0: Exactly, yeah. Okay. But in the Northern Hemisphere, the shortest day and the longest night of the year falls on December 21st, or December 22nd, and that's the winter solstice. Many people believe that the sun was a god, and that winter came every year because the sun god had become sick and weak. They celebrated the solstice... Because it meant that at last, the sun god would begin to get well, and evergreen boughs reminded them of all the green plants that would grow again when the sun was strong and would return. Isn't that sweet? It is. I like it. The ancient Egyptians worshipped a god called Ra, who had the head of a hawk and wore the sun as a blazing disc in his crown. At the solstice, when Ra began to recover from his illness, the Egyptians filled their homes with green palm rushes, which symbolized for them the triumph of life over death. The early Romans marked the solstice with a feast called Saturnalia in honor of Saturn, the god of agriculture. Ooh. The Romans knew that the solstice meant that soon farms and orchards would be green and fruitful. And to mark the occasion, they decorated their homes and temples with evergreen boughs. So this goes back thousands of years.
1: Yeah, this goes mm-hmm. back like a while ago. That's, that's amazing <laughs> that, we kept, that we kept the tradition kind of yeah like, so obviously not, it's, not obviously it's not, as, not as cool as them the <laughs> but, you know like it's really mm-hmm. i don't know it's impressive that we kept that
0: yeah and this is found throughout ancient europe as we also said the egyptian empire the roman empire but also in northern europe the druids who were <laughs> the priests of the ancient celts decorated their temples with evergreen boughs as a symbol of everlasting life And the Vikings in Scandinavia thought that the evergreens were the special plant of the sun god Balder. Right. So it really crosses every religion, every um, civilization in the Western world. Yes. However, the so-called modern Christmas tree as we know it today Mm -hmm. has its origins in Germany. Do you know why? Nope. Because we no. have pine trees in Germany? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. A lot of places have pine trees. We have pine trees. We have so many pine I'm trees. I'm just,
1: I'm just, I'm wondering, like, why pine trees? Where? Why Germany? I'm, I'm wondering. I will tell you. Yes. Jesus.
0: So it's claimed that in Germany, in about 723 CE, the English missionary, St. Boniface, encountered pagans preparing a sacrifice at an oak tree dedicated to the god Thor. Saint Boniface took an axe to the tree and, when not struck down by their god, he proclaimed to the odd pagans that a nearby evergreen was their quote unquote holy tree. Ooh. So that's in part where it comes from. But Germany is also credited with starting the Christmas tree tradition as we know it in the 16th century when devout Christians brought decorated trees into their homes. So some build Christmas pyramids of wood and decorated them with evergreens and candles. It's a widely held belief that Martin Luther, the 16th century Protestant reformer, first added lighted candles to a tree. It's said that he was walking towards his home one winter evening, composing a sermon, as one does, and he was Mm -hmm. awed by the brilliance of stars twinkling amidst the evergreens. To recapture the scene for his family, he erected a tree in the main room and wired its branches with lighted candles.
1: That looks very dangerous and flammable.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, considering that a lot of houses at this time were built of wood, yes,
1: very, yeah, but also pine trees because like if you if mm-hmm. you if you have the pine trees, the pine tree for a while in your mm-hmm. in your home, it it's getting dry very easily. Mm-hmm. so it's also very flammable. so
0: oh, yeah, kind of but anyway, this is Cute, the popular, dangerous. yeah, this is the popular story. I mean, do we okay. really believe that Martin Luther is the first one? To bring in a Christmas tree into his house because he saw some pretty lights. Probably not. But Probably it, makes, not. it makes for a fun story to add to his mystique. Right. So. Now let's talk about Christmas trees in Canada.
1: Yay! The land of the maple syrup! <laughs>
0: yes. The land of the maple. Not necessarily of the pine.
1: But so many pine yeah. trees. So, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So German settlers migrated to Canada from the United States in about the 1700s. They brought with them many of the things we associate today with Christmas. So that's advent calendars, gingerbread houses, cookies, and of course, the Christmas tree. Yes. But one of the most popular reasons why Christmas trees became the phenomenon that they are today is that in 1846, Queen Victoria and Prince Albert, who was German, Mm -hmm. were sketched in the illustrated London news, standing with their children around a Christmas tree. And unlike the previous royal family, Victoria was very, very popular with her people, and anything she did immediately became fashionable and the thing to do. So that when this image appeared of her and her family around a Christmas tree, everybody was like, well, we need a Christmas tree. Like, we need to be fashionable. We need to be to the same standard as Queen Victoria. So let us get Christmas trees.
1: Okay, so f- for fashion. All right. Okay, I mm-hmm. see.
0: So basically, because Victoria was so popular, the Christmas tree then became a tradition throughout North American and Western European households.
1: Oh, wow. So basically, we, we did it only for fashion.
0: I mean, yes and no. Because like I said earlier, like this is a tradition that has gone from just placing evergreens in your windows or in your house to now having an, like a full christmas tree. Right. It was something that was done by people and by different cultures, but it Queen Victoria and Prince Albert are really the ones that popularized it. In America. So they didn't in well in America and in Western Europe. So oh, it's okay. not necessarily like they obviously didn't invent it and it's not like they didn't just decide to put a tree in their house and suddenly like the christmas tree existed, but they are the ones that kind of like if if they had social media back then, Queen Victoria would have tweeted like, oh, look at my tree. And then everybody would have been like, oh, my God, I want a tree, too.
1: Right. Yeah, no, I get I it. And mm-hmm. what what time was this? This was in 1846.
0: Okay, okay. So that is the origin of the Christmas tree.
1: Well, that's really nice. I like that one.
0: So now we're going to move on to our first Christmas myth. And this is something that you mentioned earlier, which was that Jesus was born on December 25th. Oh. Now, do you think Jesus was born on December 25th?
1: Um, you know what? I Honestly, I really don't know because, like, how, how would they know? How would they know? How,
0: how would they know? How They're not they going right? to know.
1: Yeah, I'm just like, you know what? I'm not a professional like historian, so I'm just wondering how would they know that he was specifically born on December 25th?
0: Well, I mean, how do you know when anybody's born? You have to look at the records, right?
1: Yeah, but this one is uh, dated a while ago, so.
0: <laughs> About 2,021 years ago. <laughs> I mean,
1: it was, born it, it was kind of born like a while ago. It was a while ago.
0: Okay, but yes or no answer. Do you think this is a myth or do you think this is true? And then I will go into the nitty gritty of it.
1: Okay, so I think I think it's true. I think it's true. You
0: think it's true? Okay. Yeah. So. There's no scriptural justification for December 25th being Jesus' birthday. The date actually comes from the scholar Hippolytus of Rome, who determined early in the 3rd century that the conception of Jesus took place during the spring equinox, which he dated at March 25th. He then just added nine months and took advantage of the winter festivals that were already celebrated around that time. And he was like, "Eh, that works. Okay. However... There's a number of issues with this reasoning, the least of which is that a pregnancy is usually around 40 weeks. So if we take Mm -hmm. March 25th as the conception date, that would put Jesus' birth sometime around mid-January. So that doesn't work at -hmm. all. Not only that, but in Luke's book in the Bible, he makes a specific reference to shepherds grazing their sheep in the fields. But it's cold in December... And nothing really grows in the fields in December. Mm-hmm. So the shepherds would have sheltered their sheep inside at that time of year.
1: Oh, and this is so confusing.
0: Mm-hmm. So, I mean, obviously, Canada, Jerusalem, Bethlehem, like, it's different. Kind of. However, like, <laughs> it's still bit. cold in December. <laughs> yeah. Still very cold. Yep. The Bible also says that Mary and Joseph were traveling to take part in the census. However... Back then, censuses were normally held in September or October, after the fall harvest, but before the harsh winter made it difficult to travel. Okay. So December 25th wasn't actually celebrated as Christmas until at least the 4th century CE, when it became a vehicle to deter Christians from celebrating the pagan winter solstice.
1: Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. Okay. Okay. I see how this mm-hmm. like these two are like kind of intertwining now.
0: They're connecting, yes. So the date was chosen by Pope Julius I, and it's commonly believed that the church chose this date in an effort to adopt and absorb the traditions of the pagan Saturnalia festival, which we talked about before. Yeah. It was first called the Feast of the Nativity, and then the custom spread to Egypt by 432 CE, and then to England by the end of the 6th century. So basically, the church was like no, no, to these pagan rituals, we need to appropriate this and make this ours. So let's just find a way to conveniently make it work for us.
1: Oh, okay, I see. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: So by holding Christmas at the same time as traditional winter solstice festivals, church leaders increased the chances that Christmas would be popularly embraced. And by the Middle Ages, Christianity had, for the most part, replaced all pagan religion. Oh. How do you think... A medieval Christmas. Like, what do you think a medieval Christmas was?
1: Um, a, a feast of some sort. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, n- no Christmas tree.
0: I mean evergreens.
1: Yeah, yes. no, tree- no, yeah no, no tree. No, no, no. That's what I meant. Say. Yeah, yeah, evergreens. Yes, tree. Mm-hmm. No. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, what else? I'm kind of like trying to figure out. That's
0: okay. I'll tell you. I have all the information. I can give it to you. I just like to okay. see a guess.
1: Um So yeah, <laughs> no, no gifts. For sure, no gifts. Mm-hmm.
0: So, on Christmas, believers attended church, and then they celebrated raucously in a drunken carnival-like atmosphere. Oh, of
1: course, yeah. Kind of
0: like Mardi Gras. Oh,
1: that makes sense. And like each
0: year, yes, it was a big party, right. obviously. Each year, a beggar or a student, I don't know why it has to be a student, but beggar or a student would be crowned the Lord of Misrule, and eager celebrants played the part of his subjects. The poor would go to the houses of the rich and demand their best food and drink, and if owners failed to comply, their visitors would most likely terrorize them with, wait for this, mischief. What? Mm-hmm. amazing is that? Isn't it great? Basically, Christmas became the time... Oh, I love when it. ...when like, the poor classes acted as the upper classes and vice versa it seemed like a really fun time yeah it it's just a like
1: a really cool night <laughs> I mean. mm-hmm.
0: it's a big party so basically all that to say jesus was not born on december 25th
1: so what date was he born
0: no one really knows
1: do you do, like do you have any ideas of like your personal outlook on this how like where, i mean if when, we when could be born
0: i mean if we use the context clues given to us by the bible i would say in the fall like yeah. mid-fall probably end of september early october
1: yeah same however, exactly my exactly my guess too i was just like he's probably born in october because jesus is a libra because libra loves everybody <laughs> aye,
0: aye, aye. <laughs> <laughs> listen it was that's a conversation you, for another day <laughs> <laughs> however no, just with every context clue we have. And I mean, obviously, that's if you take it at face value. But no, I, I think December 25th really was just the church being like, oh, mm-hmm. how do we get rid of these pagans without angering half of our population? Oh, I know. Right. Let's combine these two holidays.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Oh, look, now it's our
1: holiday. Right basically. I mean, I don't... I really want to comment on that, but you know what? I don't want to... I don't want to
0: poke religion too hard.
1: No, exactly. So So I'm I'm just like, I'm just going to shut up.
0: (laughs) I'm just lightly poking. Mm Mm-hmm. Moving on. (laughs) To our third and final myth. Mm -mm -mm. Was Santa Claus invented by Coca-Cola? Oh my
1: god. (laughs) Is that your myth for real? Yeah. Oh, how interesting. Mm -hmm. uh no no he wasn't no saint nicholas no no
0: but i'm saying santa claus like the image of santa claus that we have today of the the big old jolly man in the red suit with the white beard do you think santa claus was invented by coca-cola
1: no okay why i'm convinced that that no because I, i i read about it a while ago i don't exactly remember but i read about it a while ago and I've watched movies about Christmas. <laughs>
0: I watched so many Christmas movies. Oh my god, guys.
1: Oh my god. And like how they say that like he wasn't invented by Coca-Cola. But yeah. No, no, I'm yeah. I'm not sure why, but I'm pretty sure that he's he was not invented by Coca-Cola. No. Okay.
0: Let's talk right. about it. Am I right? <laughs> I will let you know in about okay. three minutes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> The legend of Santa Claus can be traced back to a monk named St. Nicholas, who was born in Turkey around 280 BCE. St. Nicholas gave away all of his inherited wealth and traveled the countryside, helping the poor and sick becoming known as the protector of children and sailors.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: You know St. Nick? Yeah. Okay. So around the 15th century in England, the burgeoning Protestant population, headed by Martin Luther, who we talked about before.
1: Mm-hmm
0: transformed St. Nicholas into the drunken, gift-giver, Father Christmas.
1: Oh. Mm-hmm.
0: So St. Nicholas first entered American popular culture in the late 18th century in New York when Dutch families gathered to honor the anniversary of the death of St. Nicholas, which is Dutch for St. Nicholas, mm-hmm. or Sinterklaas for short. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Santa Claus draws its name from this abbreviation. In 1822, Episcopal Minister Clement Clark Moore wrote a Christmas poem called An Account of a Visit from St. Nicholas. More popularly known today by its first line, "'Twas the Night Before Christmas." Oh! Mm-hmm. The poem depicted Santa Claus as a jolly man who flies from home to home on a sled driven by reindeer to deliver toys. and the iconic version of Santa Claus as the jolly man in red with a white beard and a sack of toys, was immortalized in 1881 when political cartoonist Thomas Nast drew on Moore's poem to create the image of old St. Nick we know today. Yes! Yes, so you are right. Yes! Coca-Cola did not invent Santa Claus. However, Coca-Cola did popularize this image of Santa Claus right. we have today through very, very popular marketing campaigns. Mm-hmm. And I'll put a few of these first campaigns out on our show notes because they're really, really fun to see.
1: Yeah, right. They they always honestly, like even till this day, like mm-hmm. Coca Cola has um, fire marketing around Christmas. Yeah. They have and amazing they, ads.
0: And I think like a few years ago they started putting polar bears in their Christmas ads. So oh, yeah. now they always have polar bears, and they I think they still have Santa.
1: Yeah, I I think so. I haven't,
0: I haven't seen a Coke ad in a very long time. Um
1: I've seen one lately uh, mm-hmm. for this upcoming Christmas. <laughs> Cause mm-hmm. they they do like they do it every year, different ones.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: uh and it was, it was really good, but like no Santa Claus, no bears. So. Mm. But it was amazing though. It was really good.
0: I'll have to go watch it.
1: Yeah, they they're really good with their marketing team.
0: Oh yeah, I mean there's a reason Coca-Cola is the company that they are today. Like Yeah. So the, that pretty much covers our three Christmas stories for the season.
1: Oh, that was so fun! That was yeah. so jolly. I'm I'm so I'm just so happy. I'm festive now. I'm just
0: good. All you ready should be for Christmas. Christ, Christmas is coming up in a few days. By the time this episode comes out, uh, it will be the week of Christmas. Yeah. So that's very exciting. Um, and we just wanted to let you guys know that although this is. The last episode of this season. And we will be taking a break for the holidays. Do not worry. We will be back.
1: By the end of be January.
0: Back. With a brand new season two. Different episodes. A lot of things we want to talk about. So this is not the last you will hear from us. We might have a few surprises in store for you. We're not we're not divulging anything quite just yet. <laughs> and we don't want to spoil anything. But we will have some surprises coming up next season.
1: Thank you so much, guys, for listening to us while we were doing season one, where while we were doing for the first time in our life, starting off a podcast. We are so grateful for the love and support. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at The Babble Room and Facebook at The Babble Room as well. Make sure you check our show notes uh, on the website, which is linked on our Facebook and Instagram as well. And if you would like to see more of us, some BTS, some behind the scenes, <laughs> they are really funny. We, um, we laugh a lot. We mess up a lot. So We
0: dress up for Christmas. Yes.
1: A lot of shenanigans. Really good <laughs> stuff you don't want to miss. So you can subscribe to, a, to our Patreon at The Babble Room Podcast. And until then, Merry Christmas, guys. Thanks
0: again for listening. We really appreciate every single one of you. Give your loved ones a big hug for Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. And we will talk to you soon. Bye.